0: Live from the Motor City all the way to the Volunteer State, it's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast, where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports. From college football to NASCAR, we've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world-famous Bet Your Nuts, where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice, and join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Reckless Speculation. Um, today is December the 6th. We're recording this. Hopefully, you guys are watching live. If not, you can always get us on the podcast or anywhere things can uh, find, anything where you can find a podcast. Um, we are joined to, here we go, Reckless Speculation Podcast on YouTube. That is our new variation of our channel, so please like, follow, and subscribe. Um, we have the Reckless Speculation Podcast on Facebook, Instagram. And on TikTok, we're at RecklessSpeculationPod, the number one. Um, on X, formerly known as Twitter, at RecklessSpecule1. Um, and so please follow us and like and subscribe. We really do appreciate it. Um, before we get into the introductions, if you uh, saw the the intro live, you'll see that we have our guest Michelle with us tonight. tonight so we're lucky to have her. But we're going to do a quick little brief thing with our sponsors. If you would like to become a sponsor, then uh, please contact us and we'll be happy to get you on. But first, we're powered by C&W Construction out of Nashville, Tennessee, the greater Nashville area. They handle everything from full builds, remodels, decks, pools, anything that you need done to your house, quality construction. Um, We are Also brought to you by law firm Davis Kessler & Davis, which I am an attorney there, and uh, I promise I am better behaved in the courtroom than I am on this podcast, but um, nonetheless, uh, please, if you ever need any kind of personal injury needs or criminal defense, please feel free to contact us. And now, without further ado, uh, Tom, welcome.
0: Good evening. How are you doing, Robbie?
1: Hey, I am fine. Wednesday evening doing well. Um, Brandon, how about yourself?
2: Doing well, doing well. Uh, good to get everyone back here uh, for a, a nice little combo on this college football fiasco.
1: Yeah I would I would welcome Raj, but I know better because it's on we're on time. so uh, I will welcome Michelle.
3: Good to see you guys again. Thank you so much for having me back.
1: Yes, thanks for being on here. Um, so, before we get into well, let's talk. So, you know, it's Wednesday. We're filming this. We've had since Sunday to di- digest the big college football news. Um, you know, we're not going to spend all that much time on it because it's been talked about a lot. We have done a reckless speculation preview and reaction or prediction and reaction. Uh, Michelle, I have seen. Uh your social media and so tell some of our viewers what you think about the final four and what happened.
3: So I think excluding Florida State from the college football playoff is disgusting and it goes against everything that is great about college football which is Florida State made the very hard and wise decision to schedule LSU early, won that game, that should have mattered. Florida State, let's start with even before the season began, Florida State is a team full of kids who could have gone to the NFL and returned to play because they wanted a chance to win a national title. Not just Jordan Travis, it includes Jordan Travis, of course, but other guys who are spectacular. And this team also overcame the injury of Jordan Travis. They won two games I think everybody talking about how bad Florida is is really downplaying what a hard environment the Swamp is. That was a tough win. They go out. They you don't have to, you have to tell
1: me how hard the Swamp is. Tennessee loses every time. <laughs>
3: it's tough, right? Yes. No matter how bad Florida is, the yeah. Swamp is a hard place to play. And they won there in a, in a tough game. They won the ACC championship game against Louisville. and, and With
0: a third-string quarterback.
3: With a third string quarterback. By the way, they were gonna get Tate Rodemaker back for the, the playoff game if they would were to make it that far. But it's just disgusting to me. It's truly disgusting. I can't get over it. I'm never gonna be over it. I might die mad about it. No matter what happens, honestly, no matter what happens in the Michigan-Alabama game. A lot of people have said if you're a Michigan fan and you're upset about Florida State, it's just because you're afraid of Bama. Whatever. We're the one seed, they're the four seed. I don't care about Bama. I really think Florida State got screwed and I'm going to stay mad.
1: And I, I went back and forth about this. One thing, did the committee make themselves like just did they immerse themselves in this controversy by the week before moving Florida State from five to four? Because they were out two weeks ago, mm-hmm. then they were back in, and all they did was win. And then they're back out
3: again when, yeah, no, I think the committee really set themselves up for failure. I think they fell into the trap that we kind of all fell into by just assuming what the outcome of these conference championship games was going to be right. We all thought it was probably going to be Oregon, not Washington in that picture. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have changed mm-hmm. I think the PAC 12 had a seat regardless but I think virtually everyone assumed that Georgia would beat Alabama,
0: mm-hmm.
3: myself included. Um, I was sort of praying for the chaos just to see what they would do because <laughs> I there was, I guess, like the most naive and best part of me thought that there might actually be a chance that they'd exclude the SEC. Um, and yeah. I don't
1: know if I don't know if you watched our previous show, I, I Raj was, and I were rooting for it. <laughs> I was just I, I was adamant that that just wasn't going to happen partly because and we're going to get into this it's a TV show and I read somewhere where they said projected ESPN is going to save itself $150 million what they could have lost without Alabama in there So, but but before we get to that Brandon you uh, well none of you guys like the SEC but I'll start with you uh, what if UGA wins, does Texas jump Florida state or was it that, that went over Alabama now? Is that what leap for all Texas over Florida state? I think
2: so. I don't think Texas, I mean, they're sitting there at seven at this point. And if UGA wins, it's chalk, you know, we're business as usual. Um, it's, it's those four teams. There's no change. The committee has an easy layup here and there's no way the only reason Texas got in because you can't put Alabama over Texas, right? Because they won the head to head. And there's so much emphasis on head to head Mm -hmm. in the committee's eyes. You know what we think they say, you know, that's the funny thing about this whole ordeal is it, it's so gray. It's like I do construction for a living and I deal with inspectors, right? And there's written codes that you have to go by, but they're all gray area up to interpretation of the inspector, right? This is the same thing for the committee. It's whether it's the best for teams or whether you're going by strength of schedule or your latest win or like they can sit in a room and do whatever they want and make up any excuse they want. Yeah. But no, Texas would have not been in there if Georgia won.
1: Yeah. And so and this brings up an interesting point. Uh, Tom, I'm going to ask you this question. Florida state didn't benefit from scheduling LSU. They didn't benefit from their annual game against Florida what they got penalized, not for what mm-hmm. they did or what they did not do, they got penalized because Alabama and Texas played. Because mm-hmm. if, if they don't play this year, Florida State's in and Alabama's
0: in. I, there's a good chance. There's a good chance. And uh, Coach Norvell pretty much nailed it. And I, I love the fact that he didn't mince words with his statements. You know, he was very, um, very colorful, we'll say. Um, de- using the phrases "disgusting" and, and things of that nature, um, and they said it as much. You know, we did everything we had to do. We overcame every obstacle. Um, you know, never mind the fact that, like we, like Michelle said, the third-string quarterback, um, a top twenty Louisville team offensively held to six points in the championship game. You know, you want to talk about. Um, the committee, or Boo Corrigan, who I think is the biggest fraud, uh, makes yeah. a claim that the quarterback play uh, just wasn't there. I- I'm as big of a Michigan fan as you'll find. And and there was a comparison. Uh, quarterback play since uh, Jordan Travis' injury compared to J.J. McCarthy. Better. Uh, Florida State had better numbers. Yeah. Um, albeit M- Michigan, their-, their offensive kind of focus – was more uh, on the run game, and J.J. really didn't have to uh, win the game, per se. But uh, if you're making making that claim, and then these stats come about, it, it's just it's unfair. And um, I, I just think it's – and I agree with Michelle. It, it, it's wrong. In nine previous years, they said Power Five, conference champion, is going to get in. And not only were they a power five conference champion, they were 13-0. So um, there's definitely a lot of wheeling and dealing going on. And, and I believe ESPN was involved in the whole situation.
1: Yeah, and we're yeah. going to get to that. Well, yeah. and, and uh, so like I've witnessed Alabama win a championship having a different quarterback from the first half to the second half when Tua came in. So the premise that – oh your quarterback's hurt it's going to in and make you less of a team three weeks from now doesn't really hold water we've seen it with cardell jones we've seen it with Tua and jalen hurts Them flip-flopping michelle just talked about like how how much better can a team be from now till january
3: so much better, right? Like you get a little bit of end game experience, which Rodemaker got in one of the hardest environments in college football, as we know, I mean, to, to return to the swamp, right? Like he went and won there uh, with additional time. I think he can really learn the offense better. Like it's just so disingenuous. And also like Florida state was pretty dependent on the run. Like if you look at Trey Benson, he was a really key part of that offense And as far as I know, he's still healthy, right? You make the comparison to JJ McCarthy, and it's like Michigan beat Penn State running the ball. JJ didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, they should be disqualified. (laughs) Like like I could have been quarterback for the second half of Penn State. Um, (laughs) So it, I just find it so disingenuous, and further evidence that what they really wanted to do was just make sure the sec didn't get left out.
1: Yeah. Well, and we just saw it on Monday night football and NFL that Browning kid. I've never even heard of him and he just lit up Jacksonville. Like, you know, in like Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Backup. Oh, that he did play it there. So yeah. So I mean like, yeah, backup quarterbacks can play. Um, all right, Brandon. Well, And then, oh, and then oh, real quick, go. not
0: to interrupt. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it was Booger McFarland on ESPN's coverage on Sunday morning kind of got into it with uh, Dan Orlovsky, who's uh, famously known for running out of the back of the end zone it, uh, at the Detroit um, uh He's making the claim, Orlovsky's making the claim that, you know, they, you can't put Florida state in because Jordan Travis was most of that team. Um, but Booger made a, made a really good point, And normally I don't agree with that guy. I'm not a fan, but, he said, so let's take this and flip it in the NFL scenario. Chiefs are getting ready to go to the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. Do you keep the Chiefs out of the playoffs because Patrick Mahomes is hurt? You know, wh- what's the difference here? And, um, of course, they 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 were back and forth. Uh, neither one of them agreed with each other. But, you know, it's a, it's that situation. You You take and make the claim that they're not the same team because one player is out. What does that say to the 109 other kids that are on that sideline um, and the other kids that went and won the ACC championship? I think it's just a slap in the face for, for the whole program.
1: Well, I did find it ironic that Greg McElroy was on ESPN talking about oh. how you can't win a championship with subpar uh, quarterback play, <laughs> and that's exactly how he has a college football championship.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's. I true. do like yeah, that
1: was that was just just ironic. Uh, it's so
2: such a TV show and so political. Like, I mean, they that's all I said. They, there's so many great areas they can use whatever as a scapegoat. So, uh, all right, just, Brandon.
1: Well, let's get, no pun intended. Get to the elephant in the room. Um, ESPN and the SEC Network. They are partners. Um, they have the broadcast rights for the college football playoffs. Um, we, I talked about the money earlier, how much they're set to win. Now, disclaimer, ESPN also owns the ACC network, but that's like me owning a Porsche and me owning a bicycle is far yeah. what you're taking care of better. So what did this relationship, if anything, have to do with what happened in the committee room? Everything,
2: a hundred percent. Everything like they they can. So you're hear. all in
1: on ESPN controlled this decision. Yeah, it's it's Michelle. Not politics.
2: Yes. It's politics and money. never
3: been more convinced of anything. <laughs>
2: this is a TV show. It's politics and money, and they finally got caught with their pants down because we all knew with a 14 playoff, eventually this was going to come to head. Right, eventually it was, and. Then what were they going to do when you had this kind of situation and they show their cards. It's all about money and politics. It has no, and they can't say put the best four teams in. Cause that's only half right on this four teams. Right. And then, you know, we're all talking about Florida. What about Georgia? I feel yeah. sorry for Georgia right yeah. now. Like what the, what happened to them? Yeah. They were number one all year. And now they lose one game at the end of the season and they don't even get to number four. Like that's where you see
3: the inconsistency in the narrative, right? Is exactly. everybody wants to come back and say, well, we never said it was the most deserving. Even I, I feel like they, they tried to hedge a little bit by coming out with a statement before this happened saying most deserving is not in our lexicon. It's always the best for, but then if you exclude Georgia, you're it's not the best for, Right. Georgia is one of the four best teams in college football. Anybody who understands college football knows this. So
0: mm-hmm. there's just
3: still inconsistency. It's yeah, like playing it. a hybrid yeah. of deserving and best, and both are are really receiving a disservice.
1: Well, and, and, yeah. and I'll take it a step further. I still think if you're talking just best four, I still think Oregon's in there. Like they, Oregon just played a team that's a bad matchup for them twice. Like if this is a twelve-team playoff, Oregon can get hot and win this thing. I mean, not get hot. They can just not play Washington.
3: I think they could beat Texas.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Texas is one of the best four teams. I don't don't
3: think so either.
1: Yeah, I mean, I
2: agree. I agree with that too. Um, I've got yeah. I would I would put Oregon and Ohio State in there before Texas.
3: It's almost lucrative.
1: Yeah. So, so for both of you guys, how much is this TCU Georgia game last year to blame for the decision Sunday? Because while they say they don't take, I mean, those ratings plummeted, and that's got to be if, if it... they did, but there was there was not any issue
2: with TCU last year getting in. I mean, they, they were just no, no. of it. You know what I'm saying? I, this year they ran into trouble and they're trying to pull both sides of the fence here. I mean, they're, they're trying to say best schedule, best team versus, you know, uh, quarterback's going to take you out of the game, you know, bullshit. And I don't think last year had any implication on how they reacted this year. This year was strictly like, we're screwed. Um, Let's go with where we can get the most money. Yeah. Honestly, A
3: lot of people have cited the TCU game against Georgia as a reason to exclude Florida State. And I think the TCU game against Michigan is a reason to include Florida State because it shows that an underdog can actually win a college football playoff game. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of joked about this in some of my statements on Twitter, but like if you just assume that Michigan would have blown out Florida State, you don't, you haven't seen Michigan in a playoff game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not what they do. Well, and,
2: and you look at every other sport there, are there only four teams? No, there are way more teams. Like it is a playoff. Four teams is, I mean, that's a,
1: commodity that you know money picks uh i wish i could remember this guy's name he was a call-in show for uh he, he called in to one of these shows and he was like what what we are seeing is he's like he had compared the college football playoff this idea is like your friend that's in this bad relationship and you're like don't do it don't do it And they get married and like, now we're at the divorce stage. Like you, it finally (laughs) has been like, boom goes the dynamite. Now the divorce is happening and they're going to 12, uh, Tom, you, so shout out to, I think it was a call from Denver, actually, uh, shout out to whoever he was. So Tom, you have been all over the ESPN sec conspiracy going all the way to herb streets, the helmets in the background. How Mm -hmm. deep do you think it goes?
0: Well, there was some reports that came out that said uh, they knew, and that this has been planned uh, for several days to not include Florida State. Um, So if you go back a week prior, the helmet uh, placement was basically the four that were there the week prior. So... Uh, interesting enough that supposedly the only person that that was going to know the results was the the graphic man yeah um which come on come on anything reese davis says is is complete uh, mumbo jumbo if you ask me he's um reading he, it off the television Al- alabama grad <laughs> alabama grad boom right there um uh mcelroy alabama grad so Um, And I do agree the financial implications of an SEC school being in the playoff compared to not being in the playoff is massive, especially going into next year where ESPN has exclusive rights. So uh, I just think between that and uh, Boo Corrigan's uh, nonsensical explanation as to why Florida State was left out, and that was it. I mean, there was no further – we don't know who voted for who – And uh, one thing I talked about the other day was um, Boo Corrigan represents NC State, who is in the ACC, along with three other uh, representatives in the ACC on that committee, uh, which I found it very interesting that four of the, I believe there's 11, all are ACC representatives, and yet they keep their ACC champion out. Uh, Very interesting. And that kind of leads more to my... Thinking that ESPN had a lot more to say than than what we really know.
1: Well, well, and I'll they're say, probably uh, outvoted and got a couple million dollars on the side. That's, yeah. Well, and there. so so one. So I will say that. So
0: pay that we, man his we, money
1: for, for this show. Who you know, we're doing it for you know, just kind of our side, just for we're fun. speculating recklessly. We we, we, pre- we prepare. We do we it for have the viewers. A general outline of what we're going to talk about. Michelle, you're an attorney. Is there any way you think that Boo is getting out there on national TV for the first time and just being like, "Oh yeah, let me answer answer these questions they're asking," like they're prepped, they've got their talking points. There is a lot more because jobs are on the line. Like it's not; they're not learning this for the first time on live TV,
3: right? Absolutely not no he was t- prepped, he was prepped last week on what to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I truly believe that.
1: Well you would never have a client like oh yeah, just walk out on TV and
3: oh no need to talk about your deposition before just just yeah. go in there and tell yeah. the
1: truth Just go out there
2: yeah yeah
3: just do it. Just
2: do it. We believe in you.
3: <laughs> no not a chance. He was totally prepped this is it, if there's anything we've learned. From this college football playoff fiasco, it's that this is all a media product, sure. and like we're the idiots for thinking that it's about the game.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you're yeah, hundred percent. It, it's it's gotten to be too much of a TV show. Like I used to love college football for the passion and the kids that you know play and fight and you know that last game now you got all these transfers and NIL and you know opting out of the bowl game like to just make it to a bowl game used to be mean something right like you made it to a bowl like you're playing in the Cotton Bowl and or whatever and it's like
1: well now it's like stupid so. and and the pairing right so they paired Florida State with Georgia with mm-hmm. the hopes Georgia beats the doors off of them, and like oh, it, see we told you so, and so let's Georgia, put them in Florida. So Florida yeah. State can't go undefeated, and it's a bigger like oh, see we did the right thing. Like they could have paired but, them with. You but know, here's not- the thing: like half of Georgia's players probably won't
2: even play. They're probably gonna opt out of that game. Georgia's yeah. still better, but. <laughs> Their second team's probably still better, yeah. but I'm just saying. Yeah, no, you know, uh, it, it could no, be close. So it's the same thing in Ohio State. I mean, there's a lot of players. No one has officially opted out yet, but yeah. But I mean, but yeah, the, the line part that- started in our yeah. favor. Now we're we're plus one and a half.
1: Right? The the second part of that statement was going to be, they did that hoping George beats him, but it could backfire tremendously. If if Florida state then says we just beat who you said was number one all year long, but it's relative to is the full team playing right. Like all these,
2: all these side games now with, if you don't have your full squad and people are opting out, like it's, it's actually nothing. It means nothing. Uh, They're almost
0: exhibitions for the next season. It's stupid.
1: It's so stupid. Tryouts for these kids. Uh, Michelle, we have a legal question that we wanted to ask, uh, Anything FSU can do, we've heard. uh, I know there's some Congress, some senators are trying to hold congressional hearings, but that's gonna go nowhere. That's just and part
0: of the budget, part of the Desantis budget. Yeah, uh, included a one million dollars to for legal funds to uh, go against the committee, the College Football Committee.
1: Michelle, anything uh, in realization that could happen?
3: So I believe me because you know how mad I am about this. Yeah. I thought about okay. any legal remedy that might be available to them. And I just think there's too much discretion baked in. I don't know that they have any sort of formal contract with the college football playoff committee as an entity where they could argue any sort of breach. I mean maybe there's an intentional interference with a potential economic opportunity but but honestly no court well the only hope they have i thought about this too is that if you is the venue hope yeah you file that in the right court you might make it past a motion to dismiss even if it's not
2: yeah Yeah, even if it's it's just dumb just time
3: up in court (laughs) because we all know what we all know is you can sue anyone for anything um the question is how far you get but I don't know. The right it, judge. It,
1: it, <laughs> no, no. It's it's the right appellate court. is That's you got to get to the court and then the right judge and then the appellate court to just at least, okay. oh, we'll take hear time. Me
3: out, hear me out. You could get an injunction from a judge right. who's like diehard Seminole and he doesn't care. He's on the way out. He's going to go retire yeah. and work at JAG or JAMS. And he could maybe he could issue an injunction with regard to the playoff before an appeal could be heard. No,
1: that's that's what I'm saying is if it's you get reckless, the right of,
3: reckless speculation, right?
1: I mean, you need the right judge and the right court of appeals to be like, okay, we're gonna hold off on, we're gonna keep the injunction in play while we're gonna keep keep we'll, we'll keep the injunction valid while we brief it.
3: But do it at the right time, and then there's not enough time for an appeal, and then yeah. the injunction stands. Um, that so basically be, uh, the
2: consensus is uh, money and yeah. uh, politics ruin everything.
3: And <laughs> pray that you have a favorable judge who will not recuse himself. And
1: it's not what you know; it's who you know. Yeah, who you I, know. I'm I'm with you, That's Michelle. True. I thought about this too, and I was like, there, I mean, because you're, I mean, I don't. Obviously, we don't. We haven't seen any kind of the contracts or the membership language. But you're a member; you signed off on this committee. There's absent, just something. And even if you got a stay or an injunction to delay the games, it's delaying the inevitable, and then probably setting yourself up for. I don't know. So, what about the monetary side of that? Like
2: with all the deals and everything, like. Could you not file something on like loss of, you know, value or some, something in that nature,
3: either a breach of contract or some sort of other legal duty owed. And I cannot think of either one of those pathways that seems viable. And I think there's enough discretion afforded to the committee. And honestly, the real death knell for Florida state in my view was that enumerated criteria that allows the committee yeah. to consider injuries that's the death knell where I that, think- that
2: was the gray area of finality that they they said it only happens on this final decision
3: It was are um,
2: exactly right
3: yeah, yeah it's still wrong but it's it's enough wrong. and it's it's but just- that
2: was a loophole that they wrote and everyone signed off on before we even got to this point right
1: like, Absent yeah. I, I, somebody from the committee coming out and saying, Hey, ESPN said we have to do this. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 I, yeah.
1: This is, like it's it. just, it's just, you know, just
2: know. makes me so mad. I still think like these, probably, it's so many loopholes. You can put
3: together stupid. enough of a complaint to get the right judge to do something, but.
2: I think you could be loud,
1: but you would never,
2: never really do anything with it.
1: Yeah, so, well, it, it it's one of those. Uh, yeah do do you rock the boat? Like like is this like? At, let's let, if if it was somebody like. Let's how say deep are your
2: pockets that you want to take it and keep it in the headlines and keep rolling with it, right? Yeah, like yeah. Attorneys are expensive. Robbie lives in. Fancy house. He's got houses <laughs> everywhere. He's got a yacht and ship,
0: and you know. Yeah, you're the one golfing with country music writers today. Yeah, so yeah. don't don't go there.
1: Um, but I failed a few things before before we get into how much lawyers make. Let's talk about the games themselves. Uh,
3: Let me turn on my fireplace. That's yeah, by my desk.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, are you sitting outside? Are you cold?
3: No, I just have a fireplace by my desk.
1: It's yeah. You should keep it one in my office. Uh Tom, let's talk about the actual matchups. Michigan undefeated all year long against the big bad crimson tide. What are you looking for? Well, how do you think the teams match up? Because we're gonna get into predictions later, but just matchups. What do you how do you think they match up?
0: Defensively, I think they're 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 pretty good. Uh, I would say that's a really good matchup. Uh, Running game, similar. I think the difference you're going to see in this game is Milrow's ability to throw the long ball uh, and maybe some speed, receiver speed. Um, We haven't really seen J.J. have to uh, win games with his arm. Uh, Do I think he's capable of doing that? I I do. I don't know if Michigan has the – the the power specifically at the receiver position they're a little they're a little small at receiver uh, so this is this is a game where he's going to have to rely heavy on the tight end and really get uh, I think uh, Donovan Edwards a, uh, a little bit more action out of the backfield but um, I, I you hear everybody uh, the big thing coming out of the the show was the gasp that everybody heard uh, in Indianapolis at the breakfast, and of course, uh, Barstool Brandon and all these other people take the Twitter and said, "Did you see that response? Michigan's scared of Alabama? No, Michigan couldn't believe that FSU got yeah got got uh, held out. That's what that's the what I took were. from it as
1: well. It's like they they With were just once, shocked as as everybody else not in the SEC country.
0: Once the dust settled they started clapping because, it, all the nonsense aside, you have two storied programs in the most hallowed uh, stadium in all. College football, is
2: unbelievable place to play. It, it,
0: it's it's a storybook setting.
2: Yeah, they should it's have the, of the all whole the championship at the Rose Bowl. Like, it's Playing it at Energy in,
0: in Houston is oh. stupid, but but yeah. Uh, who wouldn't want that? Houston's one of the and, worst
1: cities in the world, not the world, America. And,
0: <laughs> and then when you look at it, Michigan <laughs> might have the advantage with, Very with the fans Houston here. I think Michigan t- will travel more than Alabama. I think they'll have an advantage, you know, with with uh, people in the stadium. So, um, I, I there's this is a lot like the Ohio State game. I, I think there's there's things that Michigan can do better than Alabama and vice versa. You know, again, Milrow, but look at what they played in Auburn. Look at how they played in Auburn. Mm -hmm. Um, Will that be the Auburn team we see playing Michigan? Who knows? You give Saban a month. I I don't think that'll be the case, but it's, it's a dream matchup and, and one I cannot wait to see. And uh, by no means do I think Michigan's afraid because uh, what they've been through, this season alone uh, and they've overcome. I think they'll be ready to go.
1: Brandon, what's your preview or kind of matchup preview? Can they both lose? <laughs> that's that's fine. Like uh that, that was me last week's SEC championship. I mean, if they can both
2: lose, this would be the happiest day of my life, but um no, you got you got two juggernaut coaches going at it. One is the goat. One is pretty pretty damn good. Um, he doesn't want to say it. It's a it's a good matchup <laughs> defensively. Like how I'm dare gonna... you
3: just reduce Nick Saban to pretty damn good?
2: <laughs> oh, oh hey, there no. we go. Nobody pulled your string over there. Oh, oh, <laughs>
1: it's a rat poison.
2: Let's go. Uh, no, um, Bama Buffetti. Let's go. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Uh, it, it's going to be a battle. I really think so. It, it, um, in all seriousness, uh, I, I think they both match up really well. I think um, it's it's going to be a defensive battle in the trenches, in my opinion, and. Like Tom said, there's going to be some chunk plays on either side. We've seen a little bit more out of Melrose, especially recently with that Auburn, you know, 40 yarder or whatever he threw. But, um, oh, God, like I said, I don't, I don't, don't want to pick, pick don't a winner pick it. That's later in the show. I'm not picking a winner, but it's going to be
1: a battle. Um, Michelle, one, are you going to be in attendance?
3: Possibly.
1: You got to yeah, spend man. that lawyer money somewhere.
3: I know, I know.
1: Uh, what what's uh, your what's your preview? Just matchup wise, coaching wise.
3: Well, I want so Already to-
1: thrown a shot at Nick Saban.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a shot at Brandon only.
2: <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, I take shots well. I got a beard.
3: So I actually love that it's Alabama. I love that it's Alabama because. Alabama, for all its struggles this year, commands immediate respect. And all the people, all the Michigan fans downplaying that initial reaction that was maybe suggestive either of outrage about Florida State or fear of Bama, like whatever it was. I don't, I don't care if they have an initial fear of Bama, that fear is reflective of respect and respect brings out the best in a really good team. And I think Alabama will do that to Michigan. I almost like it because I think it is going to galvanize this team even more. So I love the matchup, honestly. And in terms of what it looks like on the field, what I saw from Melrose in that Georgia game was frankly like kind of some reckless passes and... You cannot be reckless throwing the ball around Michigan. They will pick you off quickly. Uh, they have been absolutely. We saw, frankly, a ball intended for Marvin Harrison Jr. get picked off and ran back to the detriment of Ohio State in that game. And well, go the first it. one. The first
2: one was a <laughs> terrible throw by Kyle McCord. It, it wasn't even close. Twice the no second there. one,
3: former Buckeye Kyle McCord. Yeah,
2: <laughs> former. Yeah, go go on. They didn't want to stay and compete. We'll get to that. We'll so, get to
3: that. I just, I think that Milrow gets a little dangerous, and I think Michigan can take advantage of that. He is, I will give it to him. He is very <gasps> deadly with his legs, but I have a lot of confidence Michigan's D-line they've been incredibly solid they're better than Georgia's D-line in my view I think they can contain him more effectively and I just really trust our secondary especially if Will Johnson has additional time to get healthy I think he can really make Milrow more one-dimensional and I think that D-line can contain him so I feel okay about that matchup uh I also and maybe this is just me drinking the Kool-Aid, think that Michigan has held a lot back offensively because they can. Um, Maybe that's naive, but, but they continue to win. They continue to win, notwithstanding, frankly being without their head coach for a few games. So I just, I ultimately trust Jim Barba. I trust the coaching staff to, to prepare adequately. And I Uh, like, I like that Michigan maybe is a little bit afraid of Alabama that doesn't concern me. I like it.
1: Michelle, you made you brought up a great point that I want to just hit on just from my personal experience for, from a I got to bring Tennessee into the show, of course. But <laughs> no like these are, you know, we're a little older than the college kids are now, but like these are players that are 18 to 22. Their entire life, they have seen Alabama being extremely dominate, dominating. And so, yeah, there could be a little bit of hesitation and if this game was played this weekend, maybe Alabama does have an advantage because of that mental thing. But once you get these three, four weeks to watch film and you start to see, hey, they're beatable, there's the weaknesses, you can break them down, you can show where they're weak, they become more human and beatable. You know, when Tennessee beat Alabama last year uh, – no student at UT remembered the last time Tennessee beat Alabama. Like it was 16 years. They were two, you know. And so <laughs> there has been that allure of Alabama. And so I do think the gap really does help Michigan get prepared for this game.
3: Yeah.
2: I
1: don't think um, Michigan's been holding out necessarily. We did
2: see a few trick plays during the big game. So
3: they were so effective too. <laughs> no, I, but we did. We we didn't see. You. Crap in the Iowa game.
0: Well, to be well, fair, no, not they didn't need to,
1: but they didn't have no. to. It's we Iowa. Saw, I mean, once you, you, you could have played score quarterback. three against Iowa, it's over.
2: You could have played quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could have kicked a field goal and it was it was game over. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, they even said that that uh, Turner had the game winning field goal with like uh, three or four minutes into the game. I thought that
1: was funny. <laughs> it's true. I <laughs> Chris Florenz is he's mediocre at his job and he has had it forever. It's it's unbelievable.
2: So here's a side note I want to I want to throw in. Yeah. So this whole like Washington, Oregon, big fiasco, right? Coming into the end, right? One of them's gonna go. It sucks for us because Michigan and Ohio State are on the same side. Like that game, even if we play at the end of the year, we would both be going to the repeat, you know. Big Ten championship again, yep. and see who plays, and then you know we go from there. That's a huge disadvantage for the Big Ten because the two best teams are on the same side, which oh, won't happen like, next year.
1: But it's yeah. going divisionless.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah. So it's it, it's going to be a good idea that's because it's going to be great. Idea. We're going to play at the end of the year, and then we're going to play again uh, a week later. <laughs> it's... It's exactly mm-hmm. what's going to happen. I mean, am I wrong? We're going to play twice, right?
3: I, good well, chance. I don't know. We, we Who have a participants in the Big Ten next year. I don't know if
2: you Oregon and Washington. Hmm.
3: And, what if uh, a few of those teams USC, a, okay. blah, blah, blah.
2: Yeah,
3: blah.
1: yeah that's – I mean hey, – I mean, it's, it's still like, going to be hey, – is, is, is that the most Ohio State place? statement you guys have ever heard? Just assuming they're going to be one or two and then one or two again.
3: I'm actually not confident of that. So I'm happy divisions are going away because as a college football fan first and a Michigan fan second, I do think you just get always a trash conference championship game with the current format.
1: Well, Big Ten does the big SEC championship game with
3: ours, with like our divisions. Like, because the East is so loaded, like Penn State could have won that big Penn State effectively did win that game with a shutout as well. Sure, (laughs) (laughs) so you do get like a a super trash conference championship game. But no, I want to watch out what it will look like next year and the possibility of a rematch. And honestly, the, I think the most interesting thing about the Pac-12 teams joining the Big Ten is that it really does mix it up. Like, I don't think we are, are going to live in a world next year where it's just going to be assumed Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. I do think, especially next year, Washington, Oregon – USC are gonna cost some people to trip up a little bit I just don't think it's a foregone conclusion sure.
2: anymore. I, I don't, I don't disagree do. with that I, I, think, I think there's gonna be somewhat of a transitional year for them as well in recruiting um, moving to the Big Ten getting out of the West side I think that's gonna be a, a little bit of a transition but and defense, I I, I, defense. I, yeah, playing defense, yeah, exactly. Not scoring, you know, 45 to 35 every every game. But it, it's going to be fun to see. But it's still going to be michigan Hostage. State.
1: If, if I was the Big Ten, because it's <laughs> Just now sorry. a – Sorry, Raj. Because it's a national conference or nationwide conference now, I would do what they do with these conference challenges in basketball is, like, predict – What's gonna happen and change the divisions every year and just say, All right, let's let's see if we can balance them out and then play because I agree, Brandon. If it is, let's say it is Michigan Ohio State or Oregon, Washington, if you play the last week of the season, you have a rematch, they're they don't, they don't want a third game in the playoffs and right. so
2: well, and that rematch in the Big Ten championship changes things. Then you yeah. get to make it to the Big Ten championship because you only, you know, lost one game or whatever.
1: Uh, but regardless. All right, we're, we're off topic. We're off topic. Let's talk I mean, about yeah. wa- Washington and Texas. Uh, Michelle, What what is your f- – not picking it yet, but what, what's your feel of this matchup? You have an old Washington coach going against his – a old team and Steve Sarkeesian going against Washington little hatred there. What do you think?
3: I think Texas is a more complete team than Washington. So Washington is really good at passing and catching and their defense has not been terrific. Uh, I think Texas's defense is better than Washington's, especially its passing defense. I, I just, I, I think Texas being the more complete team, the more balanced team offensively. Although I said that about Oregon, honestly, and I look foolish.
2: <laughs> oh, I, was like, yeah, I was a big Oregon. Statistically,
3: better defense, better run game, like about equal. Passing game to Washington, and Washington just figured out how to get it done. So, on paper, I guess I like Texas, but Washington continues to find a way.
1: Yeah. Brandon, the committee had a choice to give Washington or Michigan the one seed. One seed goes to closest to home. Washington would have been in the Rose Bowl. They gave them the two seed, sending them to New Orleans. I expect it to be a Texas home field advantage. Um, how much does that play into well one the committee's decision also uh does that lead you to favor texas i haven't seen the line i didn't look at it um but i would
2: assume when you get that kind of an advantage it's it's about a three-point advantage if i'm thinking correctly um so yeah uh Texas is has, has been the line good. is
1: Texas minus four and a half, just FYI. So so they're they're a one and
2: a half point favorite, uh, in my yeah. eyes. Um and you know, I, I've doubted Washington just like Michelle. <laughs> like I thought Oregon was the real deal. I thought that it was a fluke that they lost the first time. I thought their offense was too powerful for Washington to hold, and they I mean, just kicked him right in the mouth, dude. It, it was – I did not expect that game. So, uh, I'm going to go against Washington again because I'm an idiot. And I'm going to uh, – I think Texas here, Quinn should have been a Buckeye, uh, <laughs> was a Buckeye. And uh, I think he's playing too well right now.
1: Um, all right, Tom. What do you think? What do you? What do you? Where are you leaning right now? The matchup wise, coaching wise, how does it shape out? If you've got reaction on what do you think happens?
0: Well, I think on on paper, uh, you, you give the advantage to Texas, uh, home field advantage you give to Texas. But I think what we did see last Friday. Was a was a team in Washington that had no respect, and not only did, did they start out uh, an eight and a half point underdog, it ended up at ten before kickoff. And if that's not motivating to get your team going, I, I don't know what is. Um, they've they've kind of gotten past every hurdle that they've faced. So offensively, I think this is a really good matchup. Both teams uh, go downfield quick. Um, with uh, former Michigan, uh, receiver Xavier worthy. They got Sanders, they got big receivers and yours has, has a big arm and get them down, get down there. Uh, Washington has the, the, the best uh, receiver in college football, uh, in Rome dunze. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> uh, so I oh, think yeah. uh, offense offensively, um, this thing is evenly matched. Defensively is where we're going to come into play. Uh, Those big boys in the Big 12, which will be in the SEC next year, they're a little different breed. Uh, I think they'll be able to get to Penix. He's going to have to utilize his legs a little bit more. So I I, I think based upon more of a defensive size and speed, Texas might have the advantage. But uh, uh, if you're a betting person, uh, I would highly go for the uh, over in this one because I think it's going to be fireworks for that game.
1: Um, I like it. I like, uh, just briefly, uh, just what, what's the, what's the, we talked about the playoff. What's the bowl game besides the final four, the playoff that you're looking forward to most Tom.
0: Oh man. Uh, well clearly (laughs) besides, besides, uh, the, the final four. Yeah. Um, uh, well I'm looking at them now. Um, well, the one I don't want to watch is Iowa-Tennessee. I think that's going to be a big snooze. Yeah, someone was asking
1: um, asking if I'm going to that game. I'm like, hell no, I'm not flying I, to Orlando to go watch Iowa-Tennessee play.
0: I think I think uh, the Peach Bowl right yeah. here, Ole Miss and, and, and Penn State, these are two teams that are always not good enough in their conferences. So – I think it's an opportunity for both coaches that fall short uh, with James Franklin clearly is falls short all the time. Um, (laughs) uh, So I I, I think this is an opportunity for, for them to get kind of a a one leg up in next season. So I think that's probably one bowl game or uh, I'm going to maybe go with the, the Alamo bowl. Uh, Although uh, Gabriel uh, is not playing um, for Oklahoma. So He's in the portal, but um, I love what, what Arizona's done this year. I think, I think, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for what Jed fish can do there. So that, that could be a, a huge opportunity for them.
1: Yeah. Mine, mine's a toss up between the cotton bowl, Missouri and Ohio state and the peach bowl, Mississippi and Penn state. Those are going to both be great games. Michelle.
3: Yeah, I'm super curious to see Missouri versus Ohio State as well. Missouri is a team that has overperformed this year mm-hmm. by a mile, and I think they have a lot to prove. I Missouri's
1: favored one and a half.
3: And I'm super curious to get your thoughts on this as an Ohio State fan. So <laughs> I feel like Ohio State is probably going to have quite a few opt-outs. We've already seen – a fair number of guys hit the portal. Like, if Ohio State brings its B game, which I think a lot of teams do in both situations,
2: Sure.
3: do you think they still can beat Missouri? Because Missouri will absolutely want to claim victory over Ohio State. You know they will. Oh, yeah, for sure. So are um, you a nervous? Do you think Ohio State fans –
2: no, I'm so I'm actually
3: out here are gonna like disregard it as like we weren't trying. I'm just I'm so fascinated from an Ohio State fans perspective, what this whole so, game means to you.
2: So it this is like a preseason game of like next man up kind of deal because there are gonna be some opt-outs and certain positions and hitting the portals and you know, all these other players. So next man up. Let's see how deep the recruiting goes. Um, are these kids, you know prepared, ready? can they can they start day one next year? And that's what I'm looking forward to to see. Um, and they're gonna be excited about that. you know, these kids that haven't started, they're they're gonna love it. it it's full time game competition, um, big stage. So, yeah, I'm anxious to see. Now, am I expecting a whole lot? I mean, a little bit, because it uh, it is Ohio State, and we we are next man up, and we do have those players that can step up and come out of nowhere, no name, and just show up and, and play really good. Um, there's some five-star wide receivers. Uh, quarterback situation, you Who's know, it? we got yeah. – Devin Brown or Lincoln, uh, you know it's it's going to be kind of a mix between them. Obviously, McCord is going to opt out. He's he's in the transfer portal. Uh, I don't see Harrison playing. I even in, in in Mecca and Buka. I don't see him playing in this game. Um,
3: and Fleming is not playing. Like he's uh, he's no. in the
2: transfer portal, right? right. No, he's he's in the portal. third best
3: receiver easily. Yeah. And he's out. He was, well,
2: he got overshadowed. So Fleming was our best blocking wide receiver this year. Uh, unfortunately for him, that was just his role. And, and Tate actually kind of outshadowed him a little bit this year. And it, I think that kind of pissed him off um, because most of the plays that he was in and called on he was blocking and now he was a five-star recruit in 2020. He was, you know, one of the top recruits and in, in wide receiver coming out and he just, I mean, he's had like 78 catches and, you know, a couple touchdowns. He just hasn't been very productive on the receiving end, more of a blocking receiver. And that's just not his role. It's not what he wants to be. And, Look, more power to him. Go get, go somewhere. Go, I mean, there, there's literally six five stars sitting behind
1: you, ready to start. So, I I'll, I'll, I will push back, Brandon. I think this is a huge game for Ryan Day, because perception becomes reality. You've lost to Michigan three in a row. You lose this game with all the people in the transfer portal. Are the wheels starting to fall off?
2: No, the, the wills already are already
1: talking like, Columbus. Let, you
2: can stir up all you want, Robbie. No, the, I, this is I, we're I, looking I, ahead to next year at this point. I, I'm telling I you, like, lose like, it. I guess
3: I, listen, I love next Jackson.
2: year, next year is Ryan Day's year. Like if he doesn't win next year against the team up north, right, that's right. it. He's done. The,
1: these are the wills starting. The, to fall this off. is
2: a this is a formality at this point. It is like, let's try out some players and let's throw them out there. Like, who cares about playing Missouri in a freaking bowl game?
3: Nobody. Wait, 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 hold on a second. The casuals care. Like, the casuals who don't understand the bowl dynamics see Ohio State lose to Missouri in the Peach Bowl, which is not like a joke bowl, right? It's not the like quest bowl. Your no Pop
1: tarts bowl. <laughs> and to your point, Michelle, most people probably think M- Missouri's a seven and five team.
3: Right. Exactly. Like, if you haven't yeah. been paying attention to college football, you right. don't know how good Missouri is. You just think they're like
4: the. You're caboose right.
3: Of the SEC. Yeah.
4: You're 100% Ohio right.
3: Ohio State loses to the caboose of mm-hmm. the SEC. And all of Then sudden, they're like, oh, the Big
2: Ten is terrible and blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. Missouri, Missouri has But the real people uh, understand this is stupid, right? Hey, there's far more casual
1: fans than there are hardcore fans that look at things. Let's talk about the portal, though. Uh, Michelle, you wanted to bring it up. Let's. What are you? What? What? What are your thoughts about this? Not not only this stage of college football, but this year specifically in college football. (sighs)
3: So I have been delighted by the portal chaos so far, <laughs>
1: <In part> because. <laughs> Exit stage left. <laughs> oh, we, we've got him flustered. He's going to check. He's going to. He's going to. He just went to go write a donation to the Keep Ryan Day Fund. No, I took, I took a drink of the wrong sure. went
3: down the wrong I think, pipe I There, I think my comment is what went down <laughs> mm-hmm. wrong
0: time There, we'll be on TikTok, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. For that on TikTok. Okay. Uh,
1: if you remember my question,
3: so you, <laughs> no my one knows. Group. Um, I think so. I posed I this question earlier, and I I remain genuinely curious about whether or not there is a benefit to being in the college football playoff aside from just the success of the program and that your players are not announcing for the portal yet. Right. So like Michigan, nobody's announcing for the portal because they're going to the playoff, but Michigan for sure will have people who portal this year. We know that. And I think yeah. Ohio state is at a little bit. You got
1: you gotta, you gotta oh,
3: stay around for it. Ohio state is a, at a bit of a disadvantage right now in the portal conversations because you're seeing some really big names hit the portal, right? Chip Traynum just hit the portal Today, Kyle McCord had the portal and it makes you wonder, and if, if I'm a portal player and I'm watching Ohio state shed a fair number of its starters, like big name starters, right? Julian Fleming as well. You just, you, you have to ask yourself, is there something going on? And even if it it's not that, even if it's something else, I don't know. I think it's, a problem, but I, lo- I love the chaos right now. I will not love it after Michigan <laughs> season ends and some Michigan players hit the portal. But but for now, it's but really Michigan's.
0: Hit, Michigan's re- recruited the portal very well.
3: Oh, Michigan um, has has so. absolutely who, who, who's, strategically cleaned up in the portal.
1: Who's the five star that's looking at Michigan? The five star quarterback's looking at Michigan right now.
3: Dante He's Moore. A,
0: oh, Dante Moore. Yeah. So Dante Moore. Um, There's a huge Michigan fan. The Detroit kid went to King, um, was recruited by Matt Weiss. Word on the street, he botched the recruitment. um, And that is why he ended up at Oregon, which ultimately ended up at UCLA. So uh, all indications are, uh, A, he's homesick, and B, Michigan is at the top of his uh, list. So, which begs me to wonder... Uh, There was grumblings that J.J. might come back next year. If they go after Dante Moore, no way uh, J.J. McCarthy comes back. Uh, And then on the flip side of that, you have uh, Jaden Davis out of North Carolina, a four-star quarterback that has been as advertised. Um, Oh, he's a five-star now?
3: Um, I think he is. Preseason.
0: Preseason he was four. Um, But – What's going to happen with him? Because I think one thing we're starting to see with this transfer portal is um, these kids want to come in and they want to play right away. And if there's somebody uh, with the likes of Dante Moore uh, sitting there with, don't forget about Alex Orgy, who has been used in the offense the last so couple of games, so which, is, which is interesting to me. Um, so uh, how is that going to pan? And that goes for any any school – with these high school recruits, I think the transfer portal has changed how you recruit in high school because it's no guarantee that, you know, you got a verbal as a junior, and oh, you're going to Michigan now. This kid, uh, five star from two years ago, is going to transfer to Michigan. I I, I might want to think about going somewhere else that that allows me to play right away. So. Uh, It's it's a chess game now. It really is a chess game. Yeah. And uh, it's wild. And I I heard a a comment this morning on one of the uh, I believe it was uh, Mad Dog Radio on uh, Sirius XM. They said uh, you can eliminate the name and amateurism in in college football because it doesn't exist now. These kids are bartering for uh, the best deals who's going to give me more money who's going to provide for my family that's where I'll go and Mm -hmm.
1: it's crazy well and and it's position by position right so like if you're saying and you're right about the chess game like oh if my dream school is say South Carolina and I want to go there and play football or I want to play quarterback well hey you you can't play right away go somewhere for a year to get your reps and then transfer here And but like running backs, the opposite, right? Like Nick Saban is for years has sold Alabama running backs on you don't want to get hit very much. You can't go to pro to pros till three years removed. Come to Alabama, just wait, you'll get your year, get your NFL. So it does very much vary on position. Brandon, uh Ohio State has been the uh <laughs> a little punching bag here this last couple last couple of minutes. <laughs> Uh been, Brandon. You guys have been hit with the transfer portal pretty hard. Hey, I can take it. I got
2: <laughs> uh, I got a strong chin. Uh, First off, you, Tom, because you have a radio station mad dog sounds made up. So I don't yeah. even want to hear oh, it is not, <laughs> it is not.
0: anything from you've them. Never, you've never heard uh, of Mad Dog Radio? So
2: Matt, that just sounds like something you wrote down as a child. It's
0: you know? um <laughs> no, it's uh
2: we're not gonna go there. Uh
1: and <laughs> The the reason we're having well, so many transfers uh, is
2: because hey, we, we have so that, many five need stars. we to just... start
1: sourcing Tom's made up radio station. <laughs> yeah, that that is
2: headline one.
1: Um, the reason we have so You'll many see. transfers
2: in the portal, there's two reasons actually. I'm gonna, it's a two part answer here. The first part, when you have so many five stars, they're unlike Saban. Some of them don't want to wait, and this is only the second year in the portal, right? And now they're finding out, hey, we can go make a million dollars over here at Florida State and we never make it to a playoff and blah, blah, blah. You know, we can do that. Um, and then there's the Ryan Day effect, which he's on a, on a thin line, right? Obviously, the media is blowing him up. All you Michigan fans are blowing him up. Ryan Day, he's, he's transferring out. He's going out. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. That's his job's online next year for sure. (laughs) So look, there's, there's one thing in the contract at Ohio state. It doesn't matter if you win a national championship, you got to beat the team up north. And if you don't do that, if this, if this goes four years, I mean, I'm not, I'm not calling for him to be fired yet. Look, Jim Harbaugh
1: lost. To Urban, what, three years straight before he won? Seven. Wait. Or no, Urban won seven years. Urban Urban. won seven straight. Yeah. 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 So I mean, we're still technically up, but you
2: know, that's a formality. We're not gonna go there, but uh Ryan Day's he's on the hot seat for sure. And but transfer portal, it's all crazy. This is no one's ever seen this before. And this is actually the first year of the you know tippy toe last year was kind of tippy toe cuz it was all new everyone was just like should i should i put in the portal should i not you know that kind of move now it's like i can go make a million dollars over here at you know south carolina hair and nail, texas college whatever and you know they're they're going to go start quarterback over there and make a million dollars and you know i would transfer over there too if i'm sitting behind you know jj mccarthy and can't play you just over there stealing signs on the side and, <laughs> you know, doing all that <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm just,
2: I'm a kid. I kid. According,
1: according to High Hog Radio in Arkansas, uh, Jim Trestle <laughs> has been seen in Columbus, ready to come take back over the rain. Hey. <laughs> there Mad
0: you go, defensive. guys.
2: There it is. There it is. <laughs> Tom just made that on Carvana right now, like 30 <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> he, he literally man, just made that.
1: <laughs> that, that is not scream, a true man. station. I don't even. Hey, hey, hey! Tom, Tom should start Lost Dog Radio. Sixteen <laughs> weeks in the wilderness. Hey, hey!
0: It's a, it's a, it's a success story. It's it a is happy a success ending. Story. That's all that matters. That's all that matters.
1: Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, Michelle. We're we're getting retired. All right. right so uh, before we end up here tonight, we, uh, so no official bet you're not sec- segment this week because. We're going to do a bowl preview uh, show and the college basketball is infuriating with their lines. So what we're going to do is right now, where are you guys leaning? Um, Michigan versus Alabama. UM opened at minus two and a half. It's been bet down to minus one and a half for Michigan over under 45 and a half. I think you guys know where I land on this. I'm going Alabama. Um, I think the defenses are both overly aggressive, and I think big plays get played. I like <clears throat> right now. I like Alabama plus one and a half and the over. Tom, well,
0: like I said two weeks ago, my X factor is Mikey Sanders Still, and this guy, this guy, in in a matter of one season, went from uh, maybe a, an invite to a training camp, to potential first-round draft pick. Um, his, his production at – is he a corner? Is he a hybrid safety? It, whatever he is, he's a ball hawk. I, I think he could be the X factor. Uh, I like Michigan to come in here and um, kind of even though they're the, the one seed, I, th- I think they're going to uh, spoil a lot of people in the SEC on New Year's Day. Uh, Michelle?
3: A surprise. I like Michigan. Uh, I also... I'll, like-
1: I'll be y'all's bookie, by the way.
3: Okay. All right. All right. Bet. Yeah.
1: That's
3: what the kids,
1: <laughs> thing, right?
3: kids are saying, right? I understand from from Jim Harbaugh that it means bring bringing everyone together. Bringing
2: everyone together. <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he said after that. Oh. Like, Bet. <laughs> He's such a corky dude. No, I like, the, else.
3: I like the under. I think it's actually going to be pretty hard. Michigan has the best defense in the country, in my view. Alabama is not far behind. I think Michigan is going to be pretty successful at containing Milroe, knock on wood. And Michigan has shown us already that they can really slow the pace of play as needed, score only as much as they have to, so I think the under is a pretty safe bet here.
1: Well, you have picked up quickly on how to make money. Bet the exact opposite of what I bet. <laughs> um, yes, uh, Brandon, what do you like? I like
2: the uh, prop bet of them showing Jim Harbaugh's face over three and a half times. Uh,
0: that's my bet. <laughs> <laughs> that's a safe bet. And with, with a oops i crap my pants look on yeah. it too so <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: that,
0: that's a that's a guarantee
1: Washington versus Texas Texas minus four and a half over under 62 and a half Brandon what do you like there
2: hmm I like Texas I'm leaning Texas I, I know we Washington just always... Surprises you, you know. Penix is great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean over and not pick a side. I'm gonna go over.
1: All uh, right, Tom.
0: I think Penix's experience uh, is the difference in this game, and his escapability. Um, Roma Dunze, like I said earlier, is uh, numbers wise uh, had probably the best season as a wide receiver. Um, and, and just seeing how they, they came out, that game, I mean, right off the jump, uh, Washington took control. Um, I, I don't know if that's the case in this situation, but I do see Penix is going to put his head in that, that compartment, wherever he's doing, uh, on the sidelines, and uh, I don't know if it's pumping him oxygen or whatnot, but I, I think his experience comes into play. And I like I like Washington maybe by a field goal. It's going to be a real close game, back and forth. Uh, and I agree with with Brandon. Give me the over. This this thing could be a shootout. All right, Michelle.
3: All right, I just think we need the NCAA to investigate whatever is going on and that little hood that Penny is <laughs> putting his head in. What is in there?
0: It's weird.
1: It's, <laughs> it's so like, weird. It's like the it like so spray weird. at the yeah. World Cup, like the little I soccer don't know. spray they have. I know but they it
3: is. I think it's an investigation. It just, just saying, because they keep feeding the spread. Uh, no, I actually really like Washington, notwithstanding the fact that I do think Texas is a more complete team. Washington just continues to find a way to win games. Yeah. And
2: their I, defense is surprisingly like good.
3: Well, it's not a surprise to me. I thought preseason they looked like they were going to be the best defense in the Pac-12. I don't think they were. I think Oregon was actually a better defense, but Washington played enough defense to somehow beat Oregon two times. I think they continue on that streak. I honestly think they're sort of this year's TCU. They both wear purple they both have been in a lot of close games with inferior opponents. And I think they keep that weird purple streak alive and beat Texas. Uh, I,
1: I oh, so you're going Money Line.
3: I'm, I would go Washington Money Line.
1: Um, I tend to agree with you, Michelle, which is dangerous for your behalf. Ah! Uh, I think <laughs> Steve Sarkeesian. He has that Lane Kiffin, James Franklin vibe to me. I just can't trust him in a big game. He's he
0: smart, like yeah. And
1: so I just—he's gonna have to win both of these for me to get that stench off of him. So <laughs> I, I'm going Washington. Uh, I'll take take the points for sure, but I think they're gonna win also. All right, so this would be a real life bet. This is called the Iowa NFL special tomorrow night. Patriots at Pittsburgh over or oh. under thirty points for an NFL game. Are you guys going over or under? Over. Over. Tom, you're under. Brandon, I'm taking under. It's the over. lowest. It's the lowest they've had in in three decades. The lowest over or under. This this is yeah. They're they're wanting you to bet the over it's gonna be under, but i mean,
2: <laughs> Amazon needs over. to
1: call and get a refund for some of that billion dollars they're paying a year mm-hmm. for this game. Mm-hmm. Um oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, go under ahead. under, I guess, but I don't yeah, under special
0: U G L Y.
1: All right, final thoughts before we round up. Um final words, not final thoughts, final words. Final words. Words matter. Uh, Brandon, we'll start with you.
2: Um, I wish Alabama and Michigan could both lose in this college football playoff, but they can't. Uh, that being said, uh, just this whole fiasco, I would not like to see Alabama win. Mm.
0: He just can't say it. Mm-mm.
1: That's all I got to right. say. Uh, Tom, what about you?
0: Uh, I've, I've got a little bone to pick with the NCAA. Uh, last night they uh, handed out the Broyles Award, and it went to uh, the Iowa defensive coordinator, Phil Parker. Now, I, I don't want to take anything away from what Phil Parker has been accomplished at Iowa his defense was ridiculous and it's been top 15 you know years and years and years so uh, I don't want to take anything away from him but there was an assistant coach that just so happened to be thrown in the uh, the reins of interim head coach right here in Ann Arbor and the name is Jerome Moore who the two biggest games of the season he was head coach OC and offensive line coach and he got the job done, not to mention the two games that he head coached earlier in the season. So 5-0 and o as an interim head coach. If that doesn't qualify you for the Broyles Award, I don't know what does. But so my, my final words are NCAA. You just keep making yourself look worse and worse. And we all know who the award winner is. But kudos to, to uh, Phil Parker. He does a great job. Michelle and I uh, bared witness to that uh, last week in the Big Ten championship game because they stuffed our run game, but they still got it wrong. Um,
1: well said. And and how many co- games did he coach versus how many Harbaugh actually coached?
0: Harbaugh coached six. How he many did coached
1: he coach? Five. Yeah, five. yeah, that's pretty damn impressive.
0: Well, uh, Ohio
2: State might be recruiting him after Ron Day's departure next year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mike <laughs> Ray, portal. I'm um, my final words are, <laughs> wouldn't be um, you know, everyone complains there's too many bowl games. I disagree. I like them. I, it's something to throw on TV through this holiday season and uh, gamble on. And so I'm one of those. Bring on the bowls. Let the kids have fun. Let them play. And so I enjoy bowl season and I love this overlap between college basketball and college football. So good time of the year moving forward. Uh, Michelle, thanks for coming, and we'll let you have the final words.
3: I have three quick final thoughts. First, the Tui family is a fraud. <laughs> Two, Florida State got screwed. Three, if Michigan was without Mikey Sandra still by the College Football Playoff Committee's criteria, Michigan should be disqualified. Those are my final thoughts.
1: Do you want to expand on the Tui family? Because we were talking pre-show. We're, we're, we're a little out of the loop on that. You don't have to. Is it, uh...
3: I would love to. I would love to. If I, if I could just have 45 seconds.
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: I, that okay. the Tui family admitted in a filed document this week that they entered into a conservatorship with Michael Orr so that they could circumvent the NCAA's <laughs> rules. On providing lodging, food, benefits to by from a booster right. to a recruit, which was Michael Orr. They never explained why they didn't formally adopt him, even though you'll know this, Robbie, perhaps as a lawyer in Tennessee, even though in Tennessee it is easier. To enter into an adoption arrangement with an adult than it is to enter into a conservatorship arrangement with an adult.
1: more easy. Yeah, like
3: and yet they told him they were adopting him. They didn't. Instead, they chose a conservatorship format, which is legally more difficult. <laughs> and basically went around the country. Peddling the lie that they had legally adopted him. It was on their website, it was in every speech they gave. He's our adopted son, he's our adopted son. When the whole time they were just in a conservatorship arrangement with him, it's bananas. And the, the only reason they formalized the legal <clears language throat> in the first place was to skirt the NCAA rules prohibiting boosters from providing benefits to college athletes.
1: And, right. I'm, I, and I'm I'm gonna. Recklessly speculate here, because it had to be an agreed upon conservatorship. Because no doctor would say he needed a conservatorship, so they probably gave him the papers right, saying,
3: Look, "This watch. is your
1: adoption paperwork." And it was really a Sign here, yes, yeah. dirty, yes,
3: dirty. Yeah,
1: that's that's so. It makes me not even want
2: to watch that movie. Like I love that movie. I love great it too. Movie.
4: And yeah.
3: now I don't
1: even want to watch it because it's it's such so, bullshit. So, Michelle, what's the latest in that case? Are, are they?
3: So the latest in that case, because I've, I've now gone all the way deep into the rabbit hole of the Shelby County Probate Court docket. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and the latest is there is currently a motion for a preliminary injunction pending. Michael Orr filed it. The Tui family has officially responded. The motion is about whether the Tui family can continue to talk about Michael or or whether or not their continued discussion of him and specifically their continued promulgation of the narrative that he was adopted violates a Tennessee statute prohibiting the commercial use of another person's name, image, and likeness.
1: Mm. That's, That's we a got lot some, we got some up country music law going on and some NFL law <laughs> and some family. Let's go
3: deep into it. So deep into it. Yes. So it hey, let.
1: Why don't you text us
2: or tweet? We could do like a little emergency, you know, update or something, like twenty minutes or something, if something big breaks or whatever.
4: Oh
3: my gosh! it's trash. Right, hey, Roger's alive.
1: You, 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 you just showed up right after our final thoughts.
4: So, what you, are
3: your final thoughts?
1: Yeah,
4: I was just listening to the 2 e for uh discussion after Michelle, and I was praying to God you didn't ask me a question after that. Uh, she, <laughs> well, you weren't on here until just now. <laughs> well, even if I were, I was like, Tom. Tom, don't go to me because she just absolutely destroyed that one, and she nailed it per usual. Uh, Are we talking legal stuff? Um, Quickly, I thought it was interesting, and we'll take Michelle and Rob's take on this, that one of the most interesting bowl matchups were uh, both, you know, it's stupid rule when two schools come up uh, from the FCS. they got to wait two years to be in their conference title game and get into a bowl. This year – James Madison and Jacksonville State which is also called the Gamecocks they're also called the Gamecocks which there should only be one of those i mean that's just it's weird but um yeah it but Jacksonville State um you know legally speaking they were what no James Madison rather the dukes were 10 and 0 and they were threatening legal action uh even uh going as far as to say you know it's I mean, an antitrust uh, was thrown out there by the Virginia Attorney General and Michelle, Rob, could you guys explain what they meant by that? Now, they dropped it after they lost a the game to Appy State and they realized they were getting in uh, regardless, but what did they mean by that for you two and how does that relate at all or does it to Florida State?
1: So... I'll take a stab at it first. I obviously don't practice antitrust law, but this is what I remember from law school and kind of just, so it's almost impossible in those people scenario to have an antitrust lawsuit because the NCAA is one entity. Bowls are their own individual entities. And so the Bowls invite people. Now they have relationships with conferences, but the, Bulls can't conspire with the NCAA to keep people in and out. And also, James Madison Jackson, they accepted the rules when they, when they transferred divisions. So, essentially, you're saying, I agree to the, these rules. Well, now, a year later, I don't agree to them because we're good. <laughs> and so, it's just kind of this, like, oh, I agree to pay my credit card debt. And then, Well, until I accumulate the debt now, I'm like, "Eh, actually, that's no good. And so there's just too many moving entities and too many parts for there to be an antitrust collusion in order to keep them out. Now, they could go and say, hey, we're going to play each other in our make-believe bowl or whatever it wants to be. They could do that and call it what they want. It's just there's no TV network. There's no TV contract. And that's why they're not doing it because it's not profitable. And by the way, most of these teams lose money on bowl games. I feel like I think, Michelle's about to blow this up. Like,
4: well,
3: I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I just Googled this and Google says they're playing air force in a bowl game. Yeah. It was yeah.
4: like, they basically didn't have enough teams. So they both were allowed and they needed one more team and Minnesota at five and seven was the team that got in.
3: Uh, Yeah. Yep. It looks like they are going to play in a bowl game. Um.
1: So, James Madison well, is or Jacksonville State. Both are.
3: It, they were last
4: second editions because teams were needed. So they dropped that suit. But I was just asking in theory about that suit and could it apply yeah. in any way to so the NCAA
3: is under a lot of antitrust heat. I really hope they've retained the best antitrust lawyers available to them because there are threats all around. Mm. Um, I do think it was the anti-competitive nature, generally, of excluding them on the basis of that rule that was probably going to prompt that antitrust suit. Um, There's another antitrust suit pending in the District of Colorado right now against the NCAA Mm. for excluding players from participating in revenue from media rights. I actually plan to attend that scheduling conference live in person in Ooh. January. <laughs> mm. calendar. So,
1: so tell a us you're a nerd without telling us you're a nerd. I, <laughs> no, that's outstanding. Special
3: that's what every. I'm sure it's going to be like a packed courtroom, right? I'm sure I'll be like one of, you know, 200 people who are at that scheduling conference, right? Of course, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well mm-hmm. you'll have to come on and and, and talk about what I'd you to do. what you learned from that. Absolutely. Sure All um, right. Well, final
2: words, final words, final words. Rob, yeah. you any
0: final words as you checked in at the last minute? Uh just quickly, you know, I think we discussed the Heisman, well I'm sure
4: and, uh, <laughs> we did. <laughs> oh, you didn't. No. Nope. Well, uh I hate Bo Nix, uh, because I hate Oregon and I hate dudes with frosted tips, especially in Coming in with anger. And, and you don't uh, like, you don't like tattooed white quarterbacks either. No, especially <laughs> on their arms. Like there's just something about it. When they're tatted up on their arms or sleeve, like usually, you know, like Will Levis and Tate Martell. What was, uh, and-
2: a Kelly dude from uh old Miss or what, what was that dude's name? Um,
4: you mean Matt oh. Moore or? Uh,
3: no, um, he got hurt no. in a bowl game. Female. Yeah. Oh,
0: Matt. Matt. Oh, Matt. no. Matt Correll. Matt Correll. Matt. Matt 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 yeah. I love Matt yeah. Correll. Matt
4: Correll was from Long Beach Poly, by the way. So he, uh, he ended up transferring, but he, uh, he was confused ethnically. Let's put it that way. Polys were like Snoop Dogg. And I'm not inferring anything else from that, but. I've sucks. been to a Long Beach Poly
3: uh, game, by the way.
4: Oh, for real? Where at?
3: At Long Beach Poly. I went when they played <laughs> Notre Dame High School.
4: Oh well, I guess that would make sense. Yeah, it's. Uh, they
1: were I've been to Disney World before. Where'd no, you go, baby. Disney
3: World?
4: You jack off. They're uh, they have all these showcases now, where these teams travel across the country. No, this was but anyway,
3: Notre Dame High School. It you it actually included. Hold on a second. This is important. Giancarlo Stanton was the quarterback.
4: Oh, wow. wow. Dude, nice. yes.
3: Yeah. And...
4: So you're and dating was, yourself a little bit there. I am a little bit. Mike Stanton, 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 you
3: mean? Mike, He was Mikey then, yeah, now he's Mike Giancarlo. Stanton. Giancarlo. Yeah. And then Wes Horton and Shane Horton were on that team. Both yeah. eventually went to USC. USC,
4: yeah. And Wes I, Horton went to
3: the pros for a while. I was... The girlfriend of their cousin, and that's why I was there.
1: Oh, now oh. it comes out.
3: Ooh. Uh, okay, I get it now. But, yeah, yes, talented
4: <laughs> teams. I remember back in the day, they were the, uh, the Jackrabbits. But, anyways, I was talking about uh, Quickly Heisman, and I don't like Bo Nix. And one stat I read, and I'm trying to verify, was ADOT, uh, average depth of target. Because, you know, a lot of us call them the check down you know, whatever, uh, people have said different misogynistic words, but, uh, reportedly he's down around seven yards or below, which is like 193rd in the country. Um, whereas everyone else is where they should be, you know, Daniel's around 11, uh, much higher. Jalen Milrow was, was leading the country in that. Um, but it just, you know, Kind of proves my point about the guy. Uh, he wasn't. He didn't suddenly become a great quarterback. And again, I hate him. So even though he had 40 touchdowns and three picks and six more TDs, um, screw him and uh, let's go up. Uh, former ASU Sun Devil Daniels.
1: All right, that's it. All right, everyone. Thank you for watching. Raj hates Bo Nix, <laughs> and Ryan Day's getting fired. Love and apparently,
0: everyone hates the nah. SEC. And, uh, uh, and Mad Dog Radio is a real station I mean, and, it is a, and is a high made up high station hog radio,
1: <laughs> High Hog Radio
0: <laughs> Lost Dog Radio apparently <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lost,
1: dog, lost Dog Radio uh, here We, we <laughs> alright All right, guys until next time everyone be careful enjoy the holiday season
0: see you guys tomorrow night uh-huh. feel like I'm thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation don't forget to follow us on Facebook Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube searching Reckless Speculation. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of Reckless Speculation.